Hello and welcome to episode number 370 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back, uh, back to the TV world again, um, which has been extremely kind to us. familiar. Yeah, it's been... It's been amazing recently, like some of the things we've obviously got to talk about on the show with, of course, the fall of the House of Usher being the pinnacle of that recently. Um, But then Chucky has been phenomenal lately. Um, Such a shame that we didn't have it this week. Like, I know it felt like a massive like void in my life. I know I had just a Chucky shaped hole in my heart for the past week Mm. um, where I was really like looking forward to it. And then you just have that, that realization that like, no, and you just don't know when it's going to be back. And they've just, Oh, they've left it in such a good place. I just can't wait to keep watching it. Um, But we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see next year for that one. Um, But yeah, we'll be talking about the return of creep show this week, which is nice. It's been a while uh, for the old creep show on the old shudder. Um, but yeah, first off, a little bit of news. Actually, there's only one item that I just shoved in here. Um, this is kind of featured in the news a few times, and I've kind of avoided it because it's like, what is there really to say? Um, really, about basically about the new Terrifier. Um, it's like, we know it's coming, oh, yeah, okay. and it's like, okay, it's cool, but like, what is there to add? But we do have a little bit of... Basically, we have a release date, and then we also have like a theme, which I don't think we've really touched upon on the show, which I do think gives this a really interesting dynamic as a third film. So it's out mm. next Halloween, um, October 25th, 2024, which is nice. Um it just got like a small um, re-release in cinemas in the States, Terrifier 2, and with that is a teaser for free, um, which I think will be making its way online shortly, but hasn't currently. Um, but they have released like some key art or like a high-res poster, which is awesome, and kind of... I think I'd read this, but I hadn't really clicked to that's exactly what they were going for until I saw this artwork. Um, because this is a straight-up Christmas film. Um, amazing. Yeah, so it's being touted as a Christmas slasher. This poster is amazing, where it's basically Art, um, who's cut off Santa's face, leather face style, and is wearing it like a necklace. Um, <laughs> with all these body parts in the tree behind him. It's excellent. It's so on brand for Terrifier. Um, and I, I'm really excited for that being a Christmas thing. Like, I, I hope to God that it's not four hours long. Um, but if this is a normal film length and it's a Christmas theme, like, that's so good. Um, I want to see him in every different bizarre theme. But absolutely starting with Christmas is perfect for me because we, we just need more Christmas-themed uh, slashes in general. Like, it just works so beautifully, as we saw last year. Um, so, yeah, what do you make of obviously there being a third terrifying movie first and foremost but then i think most importantly like the christmas angle because i didn't see that coming yeah yeah i think that's awesome like um yeah can just have some real fun with it you know we we saw a really great violent christmas movie last year and so you know to see what the next level of that could be with terrifier stepping in you know we could get some real gnarly kills with the christmas theme and yeah like i i kind of just hope that they don't really try to continue what they've done and just focus on the good bits focus on art focus on the gore and the craziness and just just give us dumb fun um you know because it's what we said about the last movie where it just it had too much screen time that wasn't dedicated to giving us what we wanted mm. and so just focus on that and don't don't make a four hour movie uh just make a 80 minute slasher movie at christmas with with the 
insane gore and violence that you put in these movies yeah i would love that um like mm. do i have faith they're gonna do that honestly no um i think they're gonna lean more into what they did last time because obviously it was so successful um first and foremost which makes sense you know terrify 2 was a, a massive hit obviously the first one was but 2 just really changed the game um in terms mm. of like for an independent film to do what that did and make the amount of money that made on such a small budget so i think they will they will do that but then the other side of it is is that covid was a thing which obviously doesn't affect this film and i do think that was one of the main reasons for that bloated um film length so mm. it could go both ways um but uh, yeah we shall see it's very exciting though like it's one of those things that we've yeah. perhaps didn't like the movie, last movie as much as we'd wanted even though there's still like i'm still so fond of it it's one of those things of watching it and then having to talk about it directly after mm. it was so much stuff that we didn't like but as time goes on you focus just on those kills on those amazing art sequences and it ends up being more fondly in your heart i think over time um yeah definitely, definitely. but uh yeah we'll, we'll look forward to that one next year um but yeah that is it for the news uh shall we talk about this week's tv show do it let's talk about creep show season four So yeah, it's uh, it's finally back. Um, you know, Creepshow has been something that we've featured heavily since since its debut on Shudder. Um, it's obviously modern day sort of reinvention from the classic film anthology series. Um, back in 2019, now it's been starting on Shudder as a TV show, um, and we had a lot of it in a very short period of time. You know, we had yeah, that's what I was yeah we had the first season. You know, that ended October 2019, so just prior to COVID. Um, then obviously in 2020, we had uh, two specials, um, which were both great. And then the following year in 2021, we had two seasons, which was bizarre at the time. You know, one of them in April and then one of them in the traditional Halloween slot. Um, and I remember saying at the time, like, oh, they need to get back on that Halloween cycle because this is just such a Halloween focused show. Um, and obviously they didn't do it last year. So it's been two years now since we've seen a bit of creep show. It hasn't felt like it's been that long. Um but it is back and so yeah there is uh, obviously six episodes 12 segments in total um and yeah we're going to tackle this Ooh. one differently i guess to what we've done you know traditionally what you know we kind of did it a little bit with v the, the vhs movie recently but like we're not going to go through and talk about each segment individually um it's going to take too long like 12 segments is a lot so we're just going to talk about this more like how we do our film discussions where and especially then it won't be spoilery either so it'll just be like uh, what did you think of it overall and then you can obviously call out the bits you liked, the bits you didn't like etc um but yeah i mean is that do we need to say anything else or is that the is that the preamble done on the old yeah on the old I, think, I think that's it definitely you know like we said we're not going to go into it in great detail it feels weird like when you said season four i was like man that's crazy that they're on four already mm. and then i was like man it feels like forever since i've seen creep show as well yeah that's not included <laughs> in the specials so as well yeah exactly we got so much in such little time and yet we've been waiting for a long while for this mm. and um you know i didn't i didn't look at the the director's list in great detail like going into this and and like casting or anything like that i just kind of was just ready for more creep show and and ultimately 
that's what I got with this season. You know, I think I got um, pretty much every segment was was like almost the same for me in terms of um, it just was this real Goosebumps-esque, just zany horror story that the second you kind of know the, the crux of it, you, you kind of know exactly how the episode's going to go down. You know, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, this episode is uh, about vampires. This one's, you know, about uh, a writer that that can that's got um, a weird typewriter. You know, <laughs> and it's just like all of these, you know, just generic weird things in horror. And then when and the episode kind of just played out exactly like I thought they would for for majority of like all twelve segments, but at the end of each episode when they kind of ended i just kind of had a little smile like yeah yeah creep show do you know what i mean and it just kind of it kind of did that where it was just like it it really did deliver on that base level and i think this season probably has like i don't think there was a there certainly wasn't a, a um a, 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 an episode that i hated and I don't think there was even a segment that like really pissed me off because they're always so short and they're always just this season was always so zany that it always kind of delivered either a, a wacky story or a wacky conclusion enough to kind of give me a little chuckle. Mm. But I don't what this season I, I didn't really do for me is it didn't give me like a um from memory like when i've just like refreshed myself on the segments i was like oh yeah they're all kind of cool you know they all have these moments but they're all very similar for me there's some that i liked more than others but there weren't the the needle never went like crazy high but like i say on the good side it never went crazy low for me um i think like the the romero in 3d episode was the one that i was kind of really hoping would deliver something really cool mm -hmm. and it ended up giving me something cool that I wasn't expecting. Um, but yeah, other than that episode, I really had no expectation. Um, and it was a case of like, that was the, that was the finale episode where I was like, God, we had to wait so long for that. And, uh, um, probably was paired with one of the ones that was much less of a good episode was a really slow episode that had a very quick payoff mm -hmm. and um it's almost like they paired that with the romero one um yeah that felt short yeah, as well didn't it the second one yeah it just felt like a really like <laughs> very bare bones of an idea mm -hmm. um but but yeah that that was kind of the whole season for me where it was just a very safe line and it just it just really felt that they they delivered the core creep show experience and i'm like yeah like, if someone was to say to me, oh, yeah, I'd really like to watch Creepshow, what episode should I watch? I, I wouldn't be going to this season and being like, oh, yeah, episode four, segment one is a banger. I, you know, but I, I think there has been stronger episodes. But I think, yeah, this just delivered more of this fun Creepshow. And, I, and for me, it has a place where I enjoy just seeing, like these weird things and, and they're short enough that you can just digest them and move on. And, and yeah, even if they don't move the needle incredibly high, it's a fun avenue to, to see some zanier horror. And, and, it, and, and I think that's the, the biggest thing that, you know, they can kind of do those sort of weird things that, that, that are 
you know more traditional tv show let alone a movie just just can't mm. so yeah yeah i mean what what did you think of this season yeah i pretty much agree like i think it was overall like a consistently good season um i always find creep show to be something that is quite hard to talk about in in like how we talk about things on the podcast because mm. it is such a switch off your brain type of show for me yeah. and just a very casual watch that just always delivers what i want it to be um which is never something that requires that demands your attention or you know it's like the opposite of what house of usher was that was this like enthralling saga that like every moment i was in and in anticipation of what was next and then i couldn't wait to talk about it for hours on end and discuss multiple different moments whereas creep show is these fun usually 20 to 25 segments that you know aren't going to do anything earth shattering but they just deliver these fun horror injections and i would almost rather not watch it you know a month or i mean we even took our time with this and even that felt like mm. a bit rushed where i'd like to just have it there and just be like when you've you know when you're not when you finished a film or a tv series or a video game and you want just that little filler thing for a little while i think just throw on an episode of creep show you're going to get two different things the chances are you're going to like one of them um it almost feels like a youtube yeah, channel definitely. where you just kind of want to have a subscription and you're like yeah I've got 20 minutes to kill. Oh, I'll just, just whack on and see what zany horror stories on that YouTube channel that I like. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like you say, there's something to throw on before you go to bed at night. Or yeah, you just want that little horror kick. And it will deliver that because you'll get the fun monster stories. You'll get some pretty good comedy in here as well. I would say like the one thing that off the... Off the um, right off the front is kind of what it's lacking is is those kind of cameo appearances um because i can only really remember tom atkins being the only one in this season who was who he was great he was in probably one of the weakest segments unfortunately um mm. but like you know we've had tobin bell and you know the different people um barbara crampton and stuff so like it, it's a shame that there wasn't a couple more faces in here um because yeah, we had some flanagan appearances yeah true um and that one was co-written by um, Jamie Flanagan as well so and directed mm. by Greg Nicotero um, he only directed two along with the George Romero one um, so yeah. you know there is flashes of that yeah but I would have liked more of that like there's only even a couple of actors that I recognize from anything um, where mm. it was like oh it's funny this guy was in scary movie and like I always like that when that randomness happens with Creepshow and I feel like that happened a lot in the first three seasons that they would just pull these like random actors from stuff into it um, and so I'd like to see more of that. But yeah, it was still cool. Like it's what I liked about it was that it was pretty diverse. Like you had a lot of even though it is is all mostly comedy focused, there's like there's werewolves, there's zombies, there's vampires, there's ghosts. Um, mm. You know, there's more traditional monster stories. Like I do think they did a good job of really ticking off a lot of different things. And for the most part, I liked them. Like I think the werewolf one was probably lacking for what you can do with werewolves, but um like the vampire one quite a bit i always am a you know i really like the throwing vampires in as like a an established thing in that world um yeah i i, I love that shit as well like it was probably one of my favorite yeah segments just because it felt like true blood s mm. where it was just like oh okay we're in a world where vampires exist and these are now the rules of society with existing vampires and that's yeah i, I really like that as a concept we've seen that with you know obviously we've seen it with vampires but we've seen it with werewolves and zombies and stuff and to me i never really buy it as much whereas there's something about vampires of like 
it's like, oh, yeah, we've, we have this synthesized fake blood. And I also think the rule set around vampires is so ludicrous. You know, the whole, yeah. like, you get burned by daylight, you can't see your reflection, you can only kill yourself with a stake through the heart or a silver bullet. Like, I love how they're these weirdly specific things. And so I really mm. think it suits not only comedy, but then also, yeah, suiting it into, like, how would someone live with preposterous um rule sets you know like the girl who's like trying to live her life and so she can only she can only babysit at night she can only work at night she can only explore the town and go to the cinema at night and stuff like that like i do find that super interesting so that was fun um i really like the ghost one i was i think when i think about what one really starts to me it's probably that one um this kind of kid with his with his parents as ghosts um really yeah. liked the comedy in this one a lot really liked the performances of everyone um kind of gave me like the frighteners vibes with these like mm. annoying ghosts that you just can't get rid of which again is i love that they take concepts that you're already familiar with and just expand upon them and make them as these fun little shorts because that is one of those things again you're taking the current rule set of what you think a ghost is which is that it can just pop yeah. up at any time and talk to you and like yeah if that yeah, imagine case. if that ghost was really fucking annoying. Yeah, they're just going to be there 24 hours a day, like, constantly berating you, and, and especially if it is, like, your your disappointed parents as this kid. So I love that. And this was also one of the few that kind of... Creepshow always has, like, a ridiculous reveal at the end, mm. and then they try and get to, like, a fun kind of end point and they both worked for me the kind of like double twist on twist worked and then like the final shot of where we end this the story really worked for me as well um yeah. so i really liked that one um i was trying to see actually what that was called it was was that meet no that's the, death trap. yeah that's the one um so yeah that was good it was yeah meet the belascos was the vampire one um also in that one was yeah. cheat code I that one. um yeah which I found to be a really interesting one. Like, I again, another shtick that I always am interested in is kind of like, oh, spooky haunted video game from the 80s. Um, and it's like, oh, here's this thing that no one's ever beat. And now you know why. Like, it's early on, there was definitely a lot in it that the, the video game fan in me has to just switch off because I'm like internally cringing of just certain comments about games and like the way the game looks <laughs> is not how old games looked, even though they think that's how old games looked. Yeah. Um, it it didn't deliver on the promise that one mm -hmm. where like the concept and like when they started to explain it i was like oh this is gonna be a banger and then yeah it kind of didn't fully deliver but i quite um, liked the once it got to what it was though like when it was just characters in this world and how stupid that was with like especially mm. with the alien finale i did i did get a kick out of the last like five minutes yeah. of it. yeah it did go it did go batshit and i think it is one where you know there's a couple um the you know i think baby teeth is the one i kind of said about mm -hmm. after romero and um something borrowed something blue was the wedding one as well yeah. with the monster and like both of them just really kind of didn't feel like they were were fun like they were probably the weaker two for me of the of the season yeah that's something borrowed, i did not like that at all no Whereas something like The Hat was quite a boring, generic mm. one, but I kind of just enjoyed seeing it play out, like this writer and the success and everything else. And, you know, I think um, uh, Grieving Process was another one that I kind of was like, when when that first kind of started and she came back from hospital and was all fucked up, it reminded me a bit of like the stuff I liked from the new Exorcist movie this year where it was like, oh, yeah, what the hell did happen to her? Like, why, you know, why has she come back like this? And, and you know, 
and then and then when she very quickly gets a thirst for blood you start to get an idea as to what's going on but it was still like fun and like you say that one was another one where it had the the, the twist at the end and and kind of then the little fun cap at the end and, and that one worked for me quite a bit as well mm. um so yeah you know i think overall the the bar was you know maybe two or three segments that weren't great but didn't um didn't like annoy me just didn't over deliver probably then you know six segments that were really solid and then two or three segments that were more enjoyable than that yeah that, that, you know, that would be where i'd bat another one i really liked was doodles um i found this to be really oh, fun yeah. very goosebumps-esque for, for me this one um and kind of once you learn what what it's about and these drawings i found it to be really fun like maybe it was weird because it had a cool a really cool concept with its ending um and kind of what happened i didn't think was going to be happening but it, it just i don't know it almost lacked the the point of it because it just came a bit too quick maybe i don't know why it's weird because i'm thinking about it and i'm like oh that's cool how it ends but i didn't consider this one to have a good ending like some of the other ones it was like the start middle and end was all the same <laughs> uh, but it just it just felt like it yeah I don't know. They just felt like there was something maybe missing a bit from it. Mm. Um, it was cool. It was interesting, but yeah, it was cool. And I, and it was, and with that one again, I love the, the kind of twist at the end that, that gave us the payoff where it was like, Oh, you fucked up so bad. Like, how did you, how did you mess that up so bad? Like, you know, to, to get yourself in that situation. And I just like, and then you have a little grin because of the, the the little the little payoff, and then you think, yeah, that was a fun little segment, you know. And I think that's what this season did. Like majority of the segments, when they ended, I had a little smile on my face and was like, cool. And yeah, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want to get to the next segment. Even when I was partially through an episode, it was mainly more in the last few weeks. I've just been sometimes in the mood to watch twenty minutes of a fun segment, mm. and and yeah, and every time it's delivered on that. You know, and I think if we had have made ourselves watch this over the course of a week to, to put a review up sooner, I, I do wonder whether my, my, you know, my review would be very different. Would I feel fatigued by it because we didn't get crazy highs? But the fact that I got to absorb it in the way I wanted to re really helped me to continue my enjoyment. And just, it feels like they know what Creepshow is. I think that's the thing. It really... Uh, and I think I've said this before about Creepshow, where it just really has an identity. And every time you watch an episode, whether it's, you know, just, just the whole package, obviously the wraparound with the cartoon helps a lot mm. with identity. But I think just tonally and the way it feels, it, like if you'd have said to me that this this was made 20 years ago, this the these six episodes, I would have probably believed you. Like, like, I can't think of anything stand out that really dates it massively. It just, it feels from a time and a place and, and it, and it really does capture what Creepshow was. And I think it, in, in, in this new version, this new iteration of Creepshow just has a really great identity and, and you really know that, you know, and I think, I think that's the thing that's, um, special about it in comparison to some of these other ones. You think of something like American Horror Stories and even if that has like banger segments, which it hasn't,
but I still like, why does that show exist? What, what is its identity? Why are we calling it American horror stories? And you know, the, the, the answers for that is that they can't write a full season and they wanted to cram in little caveats from previous seasons into episodes and stuff. But you know, and that's not exactly what we want. And you think of some of these other anthologies that we've got, but we're, with Creep Show, it's just like, no, you know exactly what it is. Mm. You know, and I think I think that's what Twilight Zone struggled with in yeah. season one, and started to really start to find in its in in the recent season. And and Creep Show just has had that from day one, and just continues to to keep its identity which i think is so important for what it is yeah the, the presentation is phenomenal like that's always one of my favorite things that each episode i always think like am i gonna get sick of it but from the moment you hit play you get like the lovely opening credits which is always great but then the yeah i, I just love that comic book style it you know they do a really good job of making this really feel like it is straight up adaptations of super old comics um mm. because they feel genuine the artwork and the kind of presentation and i love just always reading the title and then reading those few words about like it'll just give you a few like a family moves in next door to some vampires and you kind of immediately get a flavor for what you're about to see um and seeing that transition yeah. from kind of the page to the screen again it just gets you in of like oh I, i'm in creep show now and i think they that does such a good job of, of selling it especially with the with this with the sound as well like i always love the um the opening theme um so yeah i've always loved that aspect of it as well of just i think like i agree with you that that goes a long way of selling what creep show is um the you, we touched upon it briefly but i did want to mention it the, the george romero in 3d episode um because yeah that was one that kind of seeing it in the last episode seeing that title i was very excited going into this one um and i knew that greg directed it as well um so i was kind of like oh man when you put his name in a title you know there's going to be something interesting and we've seen like them basically do an episode of evil dead which was crazy um you know we've seen um that one where justin long was like in that super old horror film which was amazing mm. that was like one of the coolest yeah. segments they've ever done probably still my favorite um and so i didn't know what this was and so when it is like then this one has comics in it which is super cool and they're kind of referencing all these things but then when, when it actually was what it was about I, it just to me it was just kind of boring I was just like, oh, you've just done a pretty boring thing here. And it's, I don't know how I feel about the way George is used in this episode either. Um, what Did you have any strong thoughts about this episode? Oh, this segment? Yeah, well, it was one where I I was enjoying, like, seeing um, George in the way that they kind mm. of brought him in. And, and then I suddenly took a step back and was like, this feels odd. That the, someone that's passed is now like got this version of themselves that, you know, has never agreed with before. It's not like, a, I don't know, say like a, um, Carrie Fisher, you know, being, re, you know, being made into layer again. It's like, no, this is just like post this guy's death. His license has been sold and his likeness is now in this show. And I don't know. I was very aware of that. And mm. I don't know why. Yeah, I was but I did, well. I did, Like, I did find that a bit off-putting. Um, but just seeing a rendition of George also, I did pop for because he's such a great guy. And just seeing, like, his little face and his huge glasses and stuff in this kind of, you know, comic black and white comic book come to life was somewhat enjoyable but it yeah it was a mixed it was a mixed bag of emotions and then and then yeah very much that 
once we got that revealed, the episode really didn't go anywhere. And it really didn't have that kind of payoff. Like a lot of, mm. a lot of them did. It didn't really feel like it had that twist and satisfying fun conclusion. It just kind of ended. I couldn't even, rem- I can't even really tell you, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like it just kind of, it just kind of ended for me and it didn't really, you know, land the way I hoped it would. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much there. Like it was, I had that initial pop and it was cool where I was like, Oh, they're bringing him in this interesting way. But then, yeah, the more it lingered, the more I thought about it, where I was like, if this was Wes, like, I would fucking hate Ooh. this. Yeah. And yeah, and I was just, thinking, would, and again, right. it's like, you know, it is nice to see him initially with his fa- with his smile and face and that, because you have that initial like, oh, it's great to see George. But then it is weird the more you think about it. And obviously he has such a legacy with Creepshow and stuff. Um, why it does make sense more than just any other, you know, director you could throw in here. But it is just like, and you, and you said, you know, you were aware of what was going on. And I think it's impossible to not be, you know, it's such like a big topic right now in everything. And certainly this whole likeness um, of actors passing and, you know, what, what we've just seen with the Beatles releasing a new song in the past week. Like that whole situation is bizarre. And obviously you've got the the people, the states all saying it's great and all the people that are still alive and the Beatles saying it's great. But it is still just the part of me is just like, oh, this is a bit strange. Um, and this is the world we're now coming to that we are going to get, you know, and like I say, someone like George, clearly this wasn't signed off when he was alive. But then we do have actors that have signed off their likeness to be to be used in the future. So then it becomes a case of permission isn't the uh, the conversation anymore. It's just more about whether or not you enjoy it or whether it should exist, which is like a whole other conversation. So, yeah, it's what the yeah. thing I don't like about it is I'm thinking all of this like I can't. This is the opposite of what I just said about Creep Show, which is a switch off your brain, have fun show. And yeah. I was thinking, yeah, the all this emotion. yeah, I was thinking about the morality of, of fucking AI and using likeness of people who have passed and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, because we even talked recently about how with like Tolkien and how like his the people that are currently in charge of his estate probably aren't treating it as as good as you know previous people. And it's like that it really gets murky. You can't trust anyone with with this stuff other than yourself, other than the creator. You know, like no one's going to know what's what's best for Nightmare on Elm Street than than Wes Craven. It doesn't matter who who ends up with that. Like, there's only one person that can make that decision, and he, and he can't yeah, make at that. This, at this point, yeah, the only person that, that should have a say in it can't. Mm. So it's all just secondary, you know. Yeah. Whoever owns it for whatever reason, they're, they're not Wes. So, you know, it, it's it's just less important to me. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know, man. It just it gets a bit murky. But, yeah, I wish... Even if I put that to a side, it just it was a fairly weak episode. Like it was the zombies were great, of course. Like it's Nicotero involved in a in a zombie thing. Like he's gonna smash it, and the zombies were excellent. Um, but it just lacked a story. And like I love that whole things coming out of comic books. The 3D glasses, I love. I always pop for like a, a use of an old 3D glasses again. That to me, that's perfectly in line with Creepshow. Um, but you could have done something more interesting with that. It was I don't know. It was was a weaker one. But overall, there was plenty to like here. Like say the the doodles one the the ghost one in particular um and then i really like the vampire one and the video game one so that's like at least four segments that i'm going to take going forward and be like yeah these were super fun um so yeah i I, overall you know feelings and then i guess going into recommendations like i really like this season a lot um 
it's hard to say where it where it kind of matches up because it all blurs into one after a while you know it, it really does. yeah like it doesn't have those stand out when i think of the the justin long one the evil dead one like there's been and, and even the um the special that they did um the live action special was brilliant as well so there's been a few that are like really stand out but then yeah there's certainly good stuff in here and there's certainly been way weaker stuff in the past so it's like god the way it averages out i don't know but it did it feel like a worthy season of creep show like yes um that i really enjoyed and i i want creep show to continue like selfishly my two wants would be more cameos of horror legends and i use the word legend loosely like i don't mean you have to get like the triple a of horror but i'm on about like any fun familiar face that can that can be from horror past is welcome um and then the other thing would be like i would love obviously just a bigger budget because it's something that constantly shows its head and they do a really good job actually i think this season in particular they did like some of the effects like the doodles episode had good visual and good practical effects um and even obviously the george romero one had both as well so they do a good job of hiding that so maybe that isn't as much of an issue um but yeah i would i would still recommend it like if at this point you you know you're listening to a show about season four of creep show you must be aware of it like in some capacity from the old films to the new tv shows you probably made up your your mind and we're clearly fans of all this and um i i was satisfied as a fan yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much there with you that, you know, it's um it I think this is a really strong, strong season. If you like creep show, this is very much more of it. And if you don't, then yeah, um <laughs> you know, where do you start? And I just think it's all good and I think with the anthology it's just I'll oh, just whack on any episode that you feel like and just mm-hmm. see what you you know, see see what vibe you get and you know, we've got four seasons, we've got multiple specials, and I think they're all, like, there's just a consistent level, and there's a consistent, um, like I say, feeling about it, that, an authenticity, where it's just, like, you, you're going to get a similar experience, no matter what you get, and now with this season, it's just more of the same, um, where I do just think, you know, they, they delivered on the promise of Creepshow, which is ultimately it, and I think going forwards, that's just what I want them to continue to do. I think, yeah, you know, in this crazy world where they got a bigger budget, cool, but that carries risks as well. Um, You know, does it lose that authenticity that I like so much, you know? And again, cameos, yeah, you know, cameos are always great and you're going to pop for them. And like, you know, I was still like when it opened up and we got our, we got our um, Flanagan cameos. I enjoyed that, Mm. you know, and we, we had moments and I think, I think it was the season before, wasn't it? That was like really heavy with it. And I kind of, I got a bit fatigued with that, to be honest, where like, I think you probably need more than what's in this season, but probably not that many more. Like probably what they needed to do with this season was not spend Romero money, Mm. you know, put your cameos into people that are living as opposed to dead. And they probably could have got a couple of other decent living cameos instead of Romero um but but yeah like i you know i don't think it should be half the season has cameos in i think there should be maybe three at most that's got a decent cameo yeah but yeah yeah really enjoyed it still overall 
Um, I was just looking actually what those episodes were just so I can call them out because we were talking about ones to recommend. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. the Christmas special in 2020, uh, Shapeshifters Anonymous was a great episode. Um, and then season yeah. two, so the first episode um, had the, so the second segment in the first episode is Public te- oh, is that the Evil Dead? Yeah, Public Television of yeah. the Dead. Like I totally forgot that it was like Bob Rock meets Evil Dead. Like oh, I need to rewatch that. It was so good. Yeah, um, yeah that's probably the highlight of i think it is the more to think about it um and then the last episode of season two which was only one segment um was night of the living late show that was the uh the justin long one which was fantastic and all three episodes oh, yeah. unsurprisingly were directed by greg nicotero so um yeah. see so yeah, i think that was like that yeah those ones if you've not seen those three you have to see those three for sure um yeah but yeah that was our discussion on creep show uh, we'll take a quick break and we will be right back So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, I've been watching quite a, lo- quite a lot of films lately, though. Um, there's one that you obviously talked about recently, so I won't uh, talk about it too much. But I have watched the uh, that stunning best version so far, 4K, of Hellraiser. Um, Beauty, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a joy. Like, it's so nice that the like you know the best version of the movie exists in the best package that's ever released for that thing um like i'm still in awe of it like when i was sitting there watching the film i just had it in my hand just looking at it being like look at this shit man like look at it it's just it's crazy um you know i really yeah. have not seen anything like it that like arrow just went above and beyond in a way that i've just not seen and so yeah the, the fact that the obviously the transfer of the film is perfection as well um i haven't watched any of the special features yet which i'd really like to check out um they're, they're good what i would say is that i didn't i skipped almost half of the special features because they were like it's always like recent conversations not- Yes, yeah, like they're my least oh, favorite. Uh, someone, someone that wrote a book about Hellraiser has now recorded an interview, sat exclusively for Arrow in 2023, mm. and and you know, and it felt very much like it was justification for new special features because they already had the Scarlet Box with a lot of features on already. Yeah, you know, like so the fact that the Leviathan um, documentary isn't on this this 4K, mm. you know, it it. it it feels like they should have just added features and kept what they had before, but instead they really felt like, no, we need almost, because there's a, there's a part on the, on the 4k where you go into like archival features. Yeah. And they're some of the best stuff. Yeah. And like, clearly they were on the other version. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and like when I watched them, there was like interviews with Doug Bradley and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I definitely watched this already. Is, so like, is there, an old, is there an old commentary with um, Clive Barker? Um, I didn't look into the commentaries. Yeah, um, I've never. I don't, I've... I don't often look at commentaries because they're just. <laughs> you love a commentary, but I always find like. I just kind of want to watch the movie at that point again. Yeah, well, that was my thing because I've watched Hellraiser so many times and I enjoyed mm. it, but I was yeah, like, nice I was, yeah, I was like, end. oh, I should have just w- immediately went to like a commentary version because I only watched Hellraiser like I think earlier this year anyway. Um, but uh, like, I don't think, I, yeah, I've definitely not listened listened to Hellraiser with the commentary, so that would be a, no, a one to look out for for sure. Cool. 
Um, oh, yeah, there's a um, brand new. Yeah, see, like, that's what I don't want. Like, brand new audio commentary with a genre historian and an, and an author and a film critic. Um, but then also, yeah, archival audio commentary with Clive Barker and Ashley Lawrence. Hell yeah, that's the one. And one with yeah. just Clive Barker as well. So I'll listen to both of them. Um, yeah, definitely. It's cool. Like, I, the only problem is because I've, I've now watched Hellraiser 2 as well. Mm. Um, I do think the 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 4K was was better for Hellraiser, right? Yeah. Because um, watching Hellraiser two again, it does make me laugh how much of it is. Um, it's similar to Hills of Eyes Part two, where it's got a lot of Hellraiser one in it. <laughs> you do get the greatest hits of Hellraiser one, mm. like in it. Yeah, because they, do they show you like Jesus wept? Yeah, <laughs> that's like the opening. Oh yeah. And, like, um, but. I, it's low-hanging fruit but i kind of dig it yeah i do you know where i'm like i'm like because then the movie that's wrapped around it is a banger as well mm-hmm. and i'm like that's that's just like hills of ice too yeah where it's like you know you should definitely watch hellraiser on its own but if you just watch two you'd get a decent like <laughs> viewing of hellraiser as well it's kind of mad and it was weird because when you go into those hellraiser segments they looked better yeah and then you go back to Hellraiser 2. They, they, particularly, there's a scene when they're in hell. Um, and it's not been restored at all. Yeah. There's a, there's a five-second, like, really... You know, like, when they have the... Um, oh, the big Leviathan or whatever. Uh, diamonds, yeah, yeah, the diamond kind of thing in the, the distance. And it's clearly, like, some sort of... Yeah, artwork. well, the, the problem with that, that is... Scene it's all just wasn't upscaled at all. Like, that's always looked like shit and yeah. obviously because yeah, it's, it's only gonna look like 4k shit yeah but it's it's all visual effects and obviously that is way yeah. harder to do because it's like i'm not an expert in this stuff but obviously they take the stock film and convert it and so it's it's a lot harder if it's like a very visually a visual effects heavy sequence um it's interesting because there's a lot of movies for example like apparently sin city is like that's never going right. to come out in 4k because of the visual effects right. which just wouldn't work <laughs> right. and it's like it's fascinating with stuff like that because that was one i was looking up recently where i was like oh because i really want to rewatch sin city because that visually just looks so gorgeous yeah. when it came out like you'd be like oh 4k I know. That, that would be one where i'm like oh yeah i might pick up a 4k sin city that would look sick yeah because the blu-ray's um, stunning and like i say yeah. the, it's the visuals and the look of that film that is spectacular but mm. yeah like i think robert has said like that's just never gonna happen <laughs> it, it would like, um, basically require them to rework like all the visual effects but but yeah rewatching hellraiser 2 has got me obsessed with hellraiser mm. which is always a problem because now because one when you've watched hellraiser 1 and 2 and then you, then you go back to one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what you do. You do. You read Scarlet Gospels. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but, but it definitely, um, is still like just such a good movie. And when I was watching it, I was thinking like, man, you know, there really is a real finite amount of sequels that are this good, mm. you know, just in like, not even just in horror, in like films in general. Like well, horror has so a better ratio people. than normal films by far. Yeah, yeah, probably. But even then, there's not a great deal. Like, yes, there are horrors that have a lot of sequels, but like ones that are like absolute bangers. Mm. You know that the list is quite short. Like, it would be interesting to do like a top five or a top ten or something. But like 
Hellraiser 2 is definitely on there. Yeah, I think we did that as like a really early thing. Um, we might have done. Because like, for me, done. Saw 2 is definitely up yeah, there. Yeah, Saw 2. Um, yeah. I think Record 2 is incredible as well. Um, mm-hmm. There was another one I just thought about and I've forgotten now. It's like, I, I mean, it depends. Like, do you class the Devil's Devil? Do you, oh, I was thinking of. Yeah, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, well, Devil's Rejects is like, do you count that? But I was thinking Scream 2 yeah. is like a major one as well. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you dip into like when you got like such an established franchise. But I still think like it's just the sequel conversation. I think Scream 2 does come into there. Mm. But, but do you know what I mean? Like, there is. I think the list is still quite small like it's not a huge list and hellraiser 2 is is incredibly high on that list yeah when you think you about know, a lot of other big franchises two, they're, 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 you know we know the number one spot, yeah but, <laughs> yeah when the greatest movie yeah. of all time is a sequel um yeah but uh yeah it's um i've always been fascinated by that because like i say there aren't you know mm. freddy is not one and you know halloween and it's just interesting yeah. that um friday the 13th like a lot of them don't have like the strongest second one they usually go a few mm. misses before they then get good again um Whereas, like I say, Hellraiser is so clear. It's so clearly the best Hellraiser sequel, like no question. And the fact that it came out like, so, so quickly after the uh, the first one always yeah. blew my mind. And how obviously the first one was based upon his book, whereas it was like they had to just make all that shit up. Um, yeah, so I don't know that's who the was, thing I was the, aware of. Yeah, I was, don't know who came up with that, but whoever came up with the idea of continuing that and making Julia this then like new version of Frank, it's just it's absolutely genius. I love it. I think that's the thing, like, you know, that and the, the um, you know, the, the mental institution mm-hmm. and how, how uh, Chanard is using people and stuff, like, you know, just so much of it is um, so clever. And I think that was the thing when I rewatched it. I was just like, man, it, this works so good. And they they did so well to get everyone. The fact that we get, you know, Frank and Julia and we get Kirsty and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting the Cenobites back and everything else. And it's like, yeah, you, you don't, it's these two movies. Like the Cenobites are gone after this movie, you know, in Hellraiser three, he's recreating that they're all new Cenobites apart from Pinhead. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then it, then it gets murky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, man, they really did just like, I mean, you know, Chanard just wrecks shop, let's be honest, didn't he? Yeah. One of the things that really stood out to me, and I know we've talked about it before, but like in watching that first movie, is how obviously the fact that the Cenobites aren't in it too much. I think one of the biggest mm. positives of that is like every time Pinhead says a line, it's iconic. There, There isn't a word in that film that isn't delivered in a way that is like, this is the best part of the film <laughs> when you're watching it. Yeah. Like every single, he probably has maybe, what, 20 lines in the whole film. And every single, yeah, every single one is like, this is the line of the film right there. And then he just always, then he throws, then you forget, then he's got this line, then he's got this line. And every single one is the perfect delivery of the performance and the look and everything, let alone the fact that those other Cenobites are just there and these like little shots in the back background it's just it's it's so fantastic yeah they all look so fucking good as well mm. that's the thing all of the cenobites visually just look fantastic and it's just yeah they nailed so much and it's just yeah when you watch those two movies in quick succession you really do think like man Hellraiser is the greatest horror franchise ever fuck there's like mm-hmm. 10 more to watch and then you kind of realize then you remember quite quickly yeah i know <laughs> it's mad like I say we i know i'm we've... looking forward to watching three and four still though because mm. three still has a lot of good points and it is still a solid movie and then like 
four I haven't seen in so long at this point. Yeah. Um, that was when I gave up. Fun to yeah, that's why. With, with <laughs> Pinhead in space. Yeah, that's why it's funny that it's these ones, because this is how far I got last year, when I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch them all, and I just well, I, I gave up after four. Um, yeah. But, like, there, there is some fun in them, but the, even what two did, and obviously two is really awesome, but you immediately have to realize, like, oh, they're changing all the fucking rules. Like, the idea that you summon them with this box and, you know, you're choosing between pain and pleasure and all this stuff, like, it just goes completely out the window. They they immediately break the rules and it just becomes way more of like, a, we like these guys, oh, they're like Jason, they're the unstoppable immovable force that kills people and, like, and that's all they are. Well, it is because obviously they get the girl to do the puzzle box mm. and julia and chanard are just hiding behind a two-way mirror <laughs> and then just <laughs> so, down. i know like <laughs> it is it's so fucking stupid like i say that even the second one which is great they fuck up all of the rules straight away and so like if you are like a a clive barker purist of that first book and film there is so much to hate about it um mm. because like i say the actual law which is what makes hellraiser and that's why again everyone who's a hellraiser fan has to read the scarlet gospels because that is yeah the law to a way that we've never seen before because you know it was a novella in the 80s to now a fully fleshed out novel for the first time and it's like say arguably the greatest piece of hellraiser media we've ever had outside of that first film actually it is <laughs> it definitely is you know <laughs> it goes for hellraiser one then scarlet gospels like it's that good um but yeah it's uh, they're, they're a fun time like say i really want to check out the um that weird new version as well um of four and see if it's actually too different because yeah now that i watched it only last year like i won't be watching that version version again um let's see if we get that version yeah we get both versions on it both in 4k oh nice i didn't yeah i I wasn't 100 i'm pretty sure and it's and it is relatively new as well so um pretty cool indeed um but uh yeah that is it for another week another week of us talking about our good old beloved hellraiser um but yeah we'll uh we'll be back soon i'm not sure what we're doing next week but um it might be for thanksgiving yeah and because that'll be in a couple of weeks um so yeah i cannot wait i can't believe thanksgiving is finally here like i you need to do what i'm doing in in re in revisiting all of grindhouse um i'm getting in the right mindset (laughs) because i've already watched um death proof and planet terror of course which are phenomenal two of my all-time favorite movies but i immediately gave me the itch that's where i'm like i need to watch machete oh you're machete in it i'm probably i'm probably gonna machete kills it i'm already as like you know as a side link want to watch sin city and sin city (laughs) 2 it's all great it's all linked and it's all beautiful um and let's say then you can watch then you can watch the fake trailers and then you can be like well now i've got to watch every edgar wright and rob zombie movie as well so it just it's all great go on exactly that's how it works uh, they're all part of it l- l- listen last night in soho and devil's rejects they're in the universe so uh i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, have, gonna I, have to watch them again i guess i'm not gonna lie i have been thinking a little bit about rob and mm-hmm. how the trilogy might need to be rewatched. yeah i need with, to watch with, with just 31 as well mm-hmm. those you know just watch those four movies um you know they I, I I had a phase of watching them during like for Halloween mm-hmm. multiple years on a row, and that, for some reason I didn't this year. I thought it would be ironic to to not watch a horror movie this Halloween. <laughs> um, I, I didn't enjoy that social experiment, but um, also just time got in the way. But I yeah I do um, I do really want to give them a, a rewatch because you know it's been over a year and what have I been doing? Yeah. I mean, 
I've been thinking about watching House for a while. That's been there, and it's like, and then mm. you, and then the natural step is to just watch all of them, which would be great because Devils is like one of my all-time favorite movies, and Free from Hell I've like still barely seen. Like I've probably seen it like three mm, times exactly. total. It's just a fun journey, isn't it? Yeah, um, Thirty One's an interesting one. Like I love your love of Thirty One because um, I really like Thirty One. I know you, good. you were you, you like obsessed with that film. <laughs> like yeah. there was a time I remember after we saw that where you were on like the Psycho man kick of just watching that like once a month <laughs> yeah yeah i know it is like and it, it definitely is like this weird relationship with the film where it's like i don't there are faults and there mm. are big segments of the film that i don't enjoy namely the start but the second they get in the game i i love it yeah like, it, it, it's on a whole nother level like i've never had the balls just to start the film at that point <laughs> and i don't know why because i'm pretty sure i'd enjoy the film more but i almost have to like get through that opening and it, it's not bad but it's just it, it's just slow and that that dialogue that i don't necessarily love mm. to like dialed up to 11 like i should just watch the opening scene with richard and then flick to them getting like the, the bags taken off their head <laughs> Yeah, but you got to earn it, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I always feel like I have to, but I'd love to have the balls to just be like, nah, do you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. I'm just going to watch the 60-minute version. I've said that before where it was like... Um, well, I get, I get, I, the only one I can randomly think of is when we discussed the Batman, where I was like, there's a yeah. whole section in that film that I would definitely skip if I were to ever rewatch it. And then the problem is you just end up going, well, I'm never rewatching this film. <laughs> mate, mate. It's so random because I rewatched the Batman yeah. last week. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I've even, I've even thought about that film since I saw it. <laughs> well, it was one where like I saw it. Um, I saw it on there, and I was like, I love Robert because I just recently watched Lighthouse because of the 4K that I picked up, and I was like, I love Robert. I lo- I really like the director. Like visually, this looks fantastic. Like I remember. The villains and that I was like, why yeah, the Riddler was great like, as well. Yeah, why is this not an absolute banger in my head? And then I'm there's a lot of reasons. I'm it, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just watching it, and I'm like, God, everything about it, there's so much of it that should be cool. Oh, the soundtrack's the best part. Cool. Like that constant like theme that keeps kicking in. But even that, like, there was a point where I was like, this soundtrack's a banger. Yeah. And then there was a point later on where I was like, this fucking song again. Yeah, because you hear it like, 10,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, what's my favorite song in the world? Hearing it 50 times in the space of an hour, I'm probably going to get sick and tired of it. And that's what this soundtrack was. Yeah. And yeah, I, it was a very strange experience watching it again, where I was like, I absolutely don't love this movie. Like, I don't hate this movie, but it's just, it's just not a banger. But it feels like all of the ingredients are there oh yeah and yeah it was it was a very confusing second watch yeah from like my (laughs) how i felt when that was first announced where on paper like matt reeves directing a batman movie with robert i was convinced this was going to be like one of my favorite movies ever (laughs) and then it just became like a yeah i didn't hate that i enjoyed it there's things about it i fucking hate and whole segments i'd cut out and i don't really like the ending but like yeah there are some moments of it that are phenomenal yeah like like how do i then rank that Mm -hmm. in a in a batman movie list that doesn't involve ben affleck like you know i'm like i'm because you know clearly there's a bottom of a list but i'm like i don't know you know where this you know like to me it's pretty easy (laughs) yeah but 
Because even then, like I love those, I love those shitty ones that everyone hates. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying because they're better than that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a very, to me, it's the most obvious tier list ever. Is it's Ben Affleck at the bottom, yeah. then it's Robert, then it's those cheesy Val Kilmer and George Clooney, and then it's the Nolan stuff. Yeah. Like it's very obvious. <laughs> Wait, what about Keaton? Oh yeah, yeah, that's difficult. Keaton, okay, Keaton just below Nolan, but that, yeah, that's I need yeah. to like. Those are the movies. God, I think about AEA Batman all the time. Where I'm like, I need to watch this more because um, it was yeah. it was at the cinema recently, and I was like, God, that'd be yeah. such a sick one to see at the cinema. That's the thing. Those two movies are god tier. Yeah, they're amazing. We just, like, and they're we, just I, I just they're a bit too. Them. I'm a bit too young for them. Yeah, and the problem. Well, the problem was we watched them at the same time. We would have just been watching Val Kilmer as Batman, <laughs> so we just kind of munched them together in our minds. Yeah. Where it's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, Jim Carrey is Riddler, and, and Jack you know the Joker. Like, that's the Jack same. <laughs> they're they're in the same universe. And it's like, oh no, they're very not. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, you know, yeah, Mister Freeze, like yeah, he, the sick, brilliant, love it. Like you know, but they really don't compare when you look at them. Like they're just tonally so different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're talking about Batman, oh, you know, Batman. so uh... <laughs> that is time to go. I think. Uh, time. that's a that's a throwback that's a throwback right there yeah it was just so funny when you mentioned it yeah and, that uh, is funny that you watched it because i like so i haven't thought yeah. about it recently and i wasn't even gonna reference it then but i couldn't think of a better reference to get my point across mm. <laughs> of like something where i'd said you know oh, this is cool but there's a whole set the only thing i think of was that recent hellraiser movie because i'd said that after watching it yeah. once but then i have rewatched it and now i would say like no don't watch any of it <laughs> Uh, oh really yeah well, i said that on the show last year i, wa- I rewatched it before yeah. we did year end like it's the visuals yeah. and the cenobite stuff still awesome but the the terrible lead protagonist and those group of characters is so painfully bad that i cannot watch that film anymore like it just yeah, straight up ruined it for me which is such a shame um but yeah that was episode 370 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Now we